Honestly, if there was a movement to get rid of a black mermaid, I can only imagine what's currently happening in the world now that potentially there could be a black woman on top of the Bond franchise. Ooh, 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 ooh. (laughs) These black Bonds, it's hard to break. Everybody, settle down, settle down. The new announcement that has come out about Lashana Lynch being part of the 007 franchise, she is not playing Bond, okay? She is not playing the actual Bond, but she is taking over as 007. Now, for those who care about this stuff, There is a distinction between the two. So thank you for all Black Equity listeners who are coming in, who are filing in to listen to the show. I thank you all for sitting down and, and enjoying this. I'm excited for this episode. I wanted to make sure we got this out as soon as possible. Uh, Normally, this would have already have come out, but I wanted to at least talk about this because it creates a bigger discussion. Because really, what I want to do on this podcast is I want to be able to have higher level conversations about the culture. I want to talk about the ideas. I know a lot of times on the cover art and the things that you see, you may see people. I really try not to talk about the actual people. What I want to know is the ideas and the ideology that comes along with these people. Because the ideology of the people you have around you will define where you're heading in your life. The ideology of the people you have around you will define where you are heading in your life. That said, we find ourselves in the middle of a huge story uh, that comes out and came out over the the past weekend. And it it started creating a lot of buzz over the weekend uh, leading into Monday. And it really shapes uh, kind of where we're headed in the culture. But it, it makes me take a step back. Like, what is going on here? Everywhere I look, uh, I'm seeing notoriously white franchises trying to take on black culture. <laughs> I find it funny. Here's why I giggle. Here, here's why I'm laughing. Because there was a time where they wanted nothing to do with black culture. And now they're just like, oh, yeah, come on in. We love you. And so here's here's the thing. What I want to do first is I want to at least give Lashana Lynch uh, a little bit of a rundown here. Because this is her first time appearing uh, during an examination here on Black Equity Podcast. So Lashana Lynch, for those who don't know. Uh, she's been part of Captain Marvel. She's been part of the show Still Star Cross, uh, Fast Girls, and the movie Bulletproof, Brotherhood, just to name a few. So she's an up and coming star. And I think what ended up happening to her advantage was being part of Captain Marvel probably allowed her to be really elevated and to be seen uh, by more major studios. 
So when they were doing a rundown, they probably said, hey, who is this person? I really like the way she carried this role. And so a star is born. So if she comes on here relatively unknown, I mean, if you're on Captain Marvel, you you have a, a well-known face, but you probably are sharing a screen with a lot of different people. So I would say that this is probably her biggest role. And this could be career-defining role for Lashana Lynch. And I'm sure when she got this call or was approved for this, I'm sure she was ecstatic. I'm sure this is, you know, something, probably one of her biggest dreams, especially being a British actress uh, and being very familiar with, you know, this world. I am sure that this has been an enormous uh, opportunity for her and a truly tremendous feat for her. Uh, she's 31 years old. She's from England. Uh, she's been active in the industry since 2007. Uh, once again, she was part of Captain Marvel, Brotherhood, Powder Room, Fast Girls. Uh, on the TV side, she uh, played Agent 355 in the show Why, which will be coming out in 2020. Uh, in Bulletproof, she was in six video, uh, six episodes. And also she had a main role in Star, Still Star Crossed. Uh, she's played different episodes and things like uh, Doctors, Atlantis, uh, and also Silent Witness. So she has built a portfolio. And so you know where I'm going. You know what I have to talk about. The first piece of wisdom. The first piece of wisdom that I am seeing here from this whole story is you must, you must. Build a portfolio. Write that down. You must build a portfolio. No matter what it is you're doing. It could be in film, TV. It could be in uh, acquiring businesses. It could be in a hair salon. It could be it could be anything. Whatever it is you do, if you're a consultant, if you're a teacher, you must build a portfolio a track record for your success. Even if you're a podcaster, the more episodes you're putting out, you're building a portfolio, a track record for your capabilities of your skill sets. Whatever it is you do, whatever kind of company you have, whether it's B2B, B2C, whatever it is, you must build a portfolio. Why must you build a portfolio? Not just for the track record. Not just so people can say, oh, okay, he he or she did that. You must build a portfolio so you can have ownership of your identity. See, when you build a portfolio and you diversify your wisdom, it allows you to have ownership of your identity, so when you walk into a room, no one else gets to decide who you are. Without the portfolio, people can make up stuff and say, well, I don't know if you're really a this. And you'll see this kind of stuff on shows like American Idol or shows where they're selecting these contestants and they have no portfolio. And because they have no portfolio, People are allowed to just kind of say, oh, you're not really a rock star. You're a country music star or you're not really a rapper. You're more of a singer. And because you have no portfolio to back up 
who you are, you may fall into the trap of feeling like, well, I have to do whatever this person says to do. And so for many of you, I say, follow this advice, follow this wisdom, build a portfolio, build your own portfolio of the world that you wanted to create for yourself. How do you build a portfolio, you ask? How do you create this atmosphere for yourself? Well, that, my friends, would be found in wisdom number two. So how do you build a portfolio? What what are the lessons learned from here? You build a portfolio by doing the following. (laughs) The first thing I want you to do when you're building a portfolio is I want you to zone in specifically. I want you to zone in specifically on what it is you're trying to accomplish. If you ever notice, a lot of times people will build a portfolio because they are trying to get to something. So in this situation, if you look at uh, if you look at her track record of of Lashana Lynch's track record, everything actually lines up perfectly to be in this position. I mean, just looking at the Captain Marvel, uh, looking at what she did with her TV show on ABC. First of all, she's built a really strong relationship with a high level brand in ABC and Disney. And then you can throw Marvel in there, too. But Disney bought Marvel. So when you got really great relationships with ABC, Disney, Marvel, when you have those type of relationships, now you've, you're building not only a portfolio, but you're building relationships. And so when people are sitting in, in rooms and deciding, you know, who should be next and who should do this, your name's going to come up because they've already worked with you. So the first key to building a portfolio is having a clear vision for what you're trying to create to uh, collaborating with high quality people. Collaborating with high quality people. That's the key. And number three, here's the third thing that I would I would say underneath this wisdom of building your own portfolio. You must have a clear vision. You must collaborate with high quality people and then you must deliver. And this goes for anything. If you're building a portfolio of businesses, if you're building a portfolio of clients, a portfolio of friendships, a portfolio of anything, you must have a clear vision of what it is you're looking for straight out the gate. What it is you're looking for in your friendships, what it is you're looking for in the businesses you want to acquire, what is it you're looking for in the clients you want, what is the clear vision of what you want to accomplish there? Who is your ideal person or what is the ideal circumstance and results that you're looking for? That's how you create a clear vision. And as you collaborate with these different individuals, as you collaborate with different sectors within your portfolio, make sure you're working with high quality people and only surround yourself with high quality people. Once you've done that, then you need to deliver your results. So if you have a portfolio of clients, 
that are coming into your world, whatever service that you're providing to them needs to be at the highest level it possibly can be. You need to deliver those results to them to make sure that the portfolio that you're managing is increasing in value. It's going to increase in value by the perception the others see in it. That's where value comes from. Value comes from what others perceive the value to be. And if you can convince enough people based off of the work that you've put in of your value, of what you're building, then you will get that phone call that says, hey, we want you to be part of our franchise. Hey, we want you to be a part of what we're doing over here. But there's something deeper that I'm noticing with this this whole bond 007 thing. You can build a portfolio. You can then learn how to build a portfolio. But there's something that you just can't prepare for. And for me, that is a third piece of wisdom. So the third piece of wisdom that I want to look at here, sometimes it has nothing to do with what you're building or having, you know, the clear focus of what you're trying to do. Sometimes history is just on your side. Sometimes history is just on your side. And we talked about history and her story uh, last week. When history is on your side, when you're in a, a society right now, today, live, in person, you're in a society that truly values black women. And they value uh, black culture. Now, when I say they value, I mean, they can make money off of it. I'm not sure they actually value uh, us as people yet. But there's money to be made in the culture, or I'm sorry, outside of the culture, from our culture, from black women and black culture. I'm just being honest with you. That is the direction we're headed in. We're in a direction right now where if you're a black woman or if you're part of black culture, uh, there are brands out there that will partner with you because they know they can make money from you. Now, where do they get this idea from? Black Panther. Black Panther allowed for everyone to see there's money to be made over here. And if we get the right group of people on board, the money will flock in. Now, whether that's right or wrong, who knows? I would love to see people actually value the people more than they value the culture. But it appears right now that that's what's going on. There is an evaluation on the culture and an evaluation on pulling in uh, black faces and black women to their brands. That is the current trend right now. And because of that history and because of what's currently going on and because there's money to make be made. That's where you find this black bond. With white companies. These these notoriously and long live white franchises are coming uh, and sitting down at the table saying, what can we do differently to bring the dollars in? And what they've decided to do is put black women and use black culture as a way to make money. Now, if the black women and black culture is being properly compensated, then it's not that bad of an idea. Of course you want to be a part of our culture. We're, we are the culture. 
So it would make perfect sense to do that. Why you haven't been doing that for many years beforehand, I don't know why. But since you are doing that, here's what I would ask. And actually, it's really not an ask. But here's what I would say. Where is the equity? You're bringing on Little Mermaids. You're bringing on 007s. You're bringing on whatever else you're going to do next. Are you paying back and equity? Are you providing any type of equity for the culture and for the people involved in your projects? Because all this money being made and what's going back into our communities, all this money being made, and yet we're so focused on everybody else's problems around the world, but what's going here, going on here in the United States. There's money to be made, yes. There's money to be made everywhere, yes. But if you can make money off the black woman and you can make money off the black culture, I would think you would have enough decency and enough respect to actually care about black people and having a true black bond. Because right now I'm seeing money exchanging hands. I'm seeing faces being put out there for branding. But honestly, I'm not seeing the actual care for the people who have generated this culture for you to now in this capitalistic society capitalize on. And that, my friends, is the sad part to this whole story. I'm happy for this situation. I'm happy for uh, the, the Bond movie. I'm happy for learning the wisdom of building your portfolio. I'm happy for everyone involved. But as we go to the next movie and the next movie and the next movie and the next TV show and this and this and all these black faces are, are emerging and it's just it's beautiful and it's wonderful to see. But something we learned from the Master P interview last week, the real money <laughs> is not in front of the camera. It's in the production company. And what I will be paying close attention to is what black production companies emerge. What black production companies take off. Because that, my friends, is the true black bond. <laughs>